for joining today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. And thank you for having a desire to be your best at work and helping your organization achieve success. This podcast focuses on tactical actions to improve workplace culture, and these tactics align to our nine principles for organizational excellence. Today, we'll focus on a small thing, big difference. What do we know about small things? Mother Teresa tells us not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. In order to have a strong working relationship with others to achieve big outcomes, we must first do the small things. And an important small thing is intentionally acting with kindness. Great advice is given by the Dalai Lama. Be kind wherever possible. It is always possible. Over my 30 years as a professional and my recent encounters with new hires, I've been much more focused on hiring people who are friendly and kind. In fact, gaining insight from new hires on these two characteristics is becoming a must to hiring. I first review new hires by finding answers to these two questions. Is the person kind? And second, is the person driven to achieve results? When a person has the skills for the job and knows how to integrate kindness and drive, they tend to be unstoppable. We are kind when we are friendly, generous, considerate, warm, and concerned. Being kind does not mean a sign of weakness. Rather, I think it takes a lot of courage and great intention to be kind to others. Through our kindness, we have more opportunity to achieve high-performing results. I spend much of my time working with top executives. I find them to be kind people. Natalie Harder is the chancellor at South Louisiana Community College. She has great concern for students and the employees at her college. As we've gotten to know each other, I'm constantly touched by her kindness with me. She asks me about my well-being, my family, and things she knows are important to me. It means a great deal, and she's a great model for me to follow. Sometimes kindness means starting a meeting with, tell me something about you. Sabrina Hebeler, the Chief of Staff for Michigan State University's Infrastructure Planning and Facilities Division, started an executive retreat by asking the executives to tell something about themselves that no one knew about them. It was magical to learn the neat things about each other. It started the retreat on the right foot, being kind. Our team recognizes one of our teammates, Deborah, for her kindness time and again. They also recognize her for a drive to get things accomplished. So kindness is also a willingness to full-heartedly celebrate someone else's successes. Kindness is to be openly happy for the other person. We'll circle back to this concept on another episode. This one can be difficult to get right. So let's come back to it. Our job as leaders is to make kindness intentional rather than some random act we exhibit from time to time. For those of us who've been teachers, we've taught children to intentionally practice kindness. We start when children first enter school, and somehow we lose this teaching as we grow into adulthood. 
So let's take a journey back a few years to review the kindness teaching. Listen as I read a story in a children's book titled Be Kind by Pat Zetlow Miller. Tanisha spilled grape juice yesterday all over her new dress, and everyone laughed. I almost did, too. But Mom always tells me to be kind, so I tried. I don't think it worked. I said, purple is my favorite color. I thought Tanisha would smile, but she ran into the hall instead. When she came back, the snack time was over. She put on her smock and didn't look at anyone. I almost told Tanisha that art was my favorite class, but I didn't want her to leave again. So I painted purple splotches and added some green until I had a bunch of beautiful violets. While I painted, I thought about Tanisha. Should I have handed her my napkin? Let her borrow my sweatshirt? Spilled my juice so that everyone stared at me instead? What does kind mean anyway? Making cookies for Mr. Rinaldi who lives alone? Letting someone with smaller feet have my too tight shoes? He might win races with them, too. Maybe it's helping put dirty dishes in the sink, cleaning up after Otis, our class guinea pig. He's a messy eater. Maybe it's paying attention, telling Desmond I like his blue boots, asking the new girl to be my partner, <laughs> listening to Aunt Franny's stories, even the ones I've heard before. Being kind should be easy, like throwing away a wrapper, recycling a bottle, or saying thank you bless you. My mom says the quickest way to be kind is to use people's names. Hey, Carla, what's new, Omar? Good afternoon, Rabbi Metalbaum. Being kind can be hard, too. Even when you know what to do, teaching someone something I'm good at is tricky, even when I'm patient. And sticking up for someone when other kids aren't kind is really hard and really scary. Maybe I can't solve Tanisha's grape juice problem. Maybe all I can do is sit by her in art class and paint this picture for her. Because I know she likes purple, too. Maybe I can do only small things. But my small things might join small things other people do. And together, they could grow into something big, something really big. So big that all kindness spills out of our school, spread throughout our town, travel across the country, and go all the way around the world, right back to Tanisha and me, so we can be kind again and again and again. Thank you, Pat Zetlow Miller, for the beautiful story. We can learn from it. We all have childhood stories, don't we, similar to the one told here? When I was in third grade, we had a new student join our class. He was new to the area, and he was a short, plump boy. His name was Henry. You can imagine when he walked in the room the type of reception he received. Giggles erupted until our teacher put a stop to it. She asked Henry to sit by her until she could make a place for him. She asked me to come up to her desk. Uh-oh. With dread, I walked that way. She asked me to be Henry's guide for the week and sat at his desk right next to mine. Similar to the young girl in Miller's story, I had a mom who taught me to be kind. So I took my job seriously. 
It was hard to do knowing I might get some of those few giggles coming my way. When we went to recess that afternoon, I was the leader of one of the dodgeball teams. I was a good athlete, so I received that ranking many times. For some reason in school back then, we did a cruel thing. We let kids pick their teams. Hopefully we stopped doing that. So the best players were selected first, always leaving the same people selected last. I chose my first player, and so did the other captain, and then it hit me that Henry would be the last one selected. I felt at the time that this had to be the worst day of my life. I needed to do the right thing, and I couldn't stand watching Henry standing alone waiting to be selected. So I selected Henry as my third team player. And to this day, I remember him looking so relieved. I think I had a friend for life. When we got back in class sitting at our desk, he was so happy he decided to do this finger walking thing across my desk with a big grin. And at that point, I said, you're pushing it, Henry. And we both laughed. All these years, I've never forgotten Henry. I'm telling his story today. He taught me a great deal about being kind. And thanks to my third grade teacher for giving me an opportunity to be kind and for my parents expecting that of me too. After all, isn't kindness making someone stay a better one and looking out for one another? We've taken a moment to travel down memory lane back into our childhood. What's fascinating is that we can also refer to research to understand how intentional kindness makes us better leaders. I encourage you to read a Harvard Business Review article by Cuddy, Kohut, and Neffinger called Connect, Then Lead. Here's what we learn from the researchers. Leaders who project warmth are more effective than people who lead with toughness. Warmth is the channel of influence and helps leaders connect with others by showing that they hear them and understand what they are saying. And by doing so, leaders build this thing we call trust. So kindness and warmth accelerate trust. Trust increases information sharing, doesn't it? Openness and cooperation. When I work in organizations and I go in for the first time, they'll tell me one of the things that's the greatest barrier is lack of trust. So if leaders can be trusted by their teams, coworkers can be trusted to do the right thing and live up to their commitments. And execution to, the achieve, to achieve our results becomes much easier. So trust provides the opportunity to change people's attitudes and beliefs along with their outward behavior. It's a winning combination. And this combination is the catalyst for getting people to fully accept a leader's message. The summary statement provided by the researchers is powerful. Here's what they say. Before people decide what they think of your message, they decide what they think about you. Trust is usually the number one barrier employees identify as getting in the way. So being kind, as we've discussed today, can break this barrier in our organizations. The best news is that we can engage in simple actions that can produce this really big result, establishing trust. So here are eight 
easy, quick actions you can do immediately. Number one, greet people. Use the five feet, 10 feet rule. When you are 10 feet away from someone, greet them with a smile. When you are five feet away, greet them with a message such as, hello, how are you doing, or good day to you. Number two, say please. Would you please make a connection with Jerry to see if the two of you can work on a solution together? Would you kindly lend me a hand tomorrow to set up the room for a meeting? Number three, say thank you. I appreciate your timeliness with getting me the report. It made my client visit much more productive. Thank you. Number four, be helpful to others. I see that you have a deadline to get the webpage content online by the end of the week. Is there a way I can be helpful to you so that you can get that project completed? You know, or simply just say, how can I be helpful to you? Number five, offer a positive outlook to get things accomplished. I'm excited about this team focusing on the strategy we've defined to achieve the first quarter results. I see great promise in this team's ability to do the right work that will have the impact on our clients. Number six, see a situation from another person's point of view. I want to understand your thinking a little better. Could you give me an example of what your point of view looks like in action? Number seven, when you say you will do something, do it on time and with thoughtfulness. The team meeting begins at 3 p.m. I will be there ready to go over the plan so that we can make sure we provide the best experience for our clients. And number eight, recognize others for a job well done. Shiva, you have an inviting interaction with our students while you're answering their questions. You get potential students excited about our program and you passionately answer their questions every day. If I'm on the other end of the call, I'm signing up today. So as leaders, let's focus on the one small thing that is really big. Intentionally practice kindness. When we are kind, we model intentional actions of kindness for our employees. As the young child said in the book, Be Kind, our one kind act spreads to one another and their acts spread to our teams throughout our organization and to our customers who may take the kindness and spread to people they come in contact with again and again and again. So this week, what actions will you take to be kind? I've provided eight. Use some of these actions or come up with your own. Greet people, say please, say thank you, be helpful to others, offer a positive outlook to get things accomplished, see a situation from another person's point of view. When you say you'll do something, do it on time and with thoughtfulness and recognize others for a job well done. Why is this small thing so big? Remember, before people decide what they think of your message, they decide what they think about you. Thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. I look forward to connecting with you on our next episode where we will focus on building an emotional bank account. As we set the stage for how to engage in performance coaching conversations with our teams, have a great week.